sent me a few different royalty free websites for yeah so I got a lot of research to do figure out where I want to pull clips from and hopefully that fucking works makes sense Mike Pence but anyway how's your week been pretty good had a rough start before I came over here actually <laughs> yeah so I don't know if this has ever happened to you but I guarantee you it has you wake up you know Get a little water or whatever, or hop back, ride on that horse, whatever you're drinking. Yeah, that'd be me. Take a shower, feel clean, feel nice, brush my teeth, floss, all that shit. I go to take the trash out, because it's about to overflow, right? But it's enough to, to where I could take the bag out and not the whole trash can out and have to dump it. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. So I take the bag out. I'm in my flip-flops. I just showered. And I get garbage juice all on my flip-flop. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, It no. sincerely made me want to kick an orphan down a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I'm then I'm walking because I'm already committed. I already have the bag in my hand. Right, we're, and I gotta, we're halfway there. We gotta I got to go. walk to the fucking outside to throw it <laughs> away. And I throw it away. And by that time, because of the Arizona heat, it's already melted to my fucking sandal. So now I'm stick flopping. I was like, it's sticking, isn't yep. it? So then I, I run back to the shower. I have to fucking stick the whole leg in there. <laughs> Rinse that off. God, Wipe damn it down. It. That's what I had to deal with right before I came over here. God, I wanted to punch a baby in the face so yeah, bad. Yeah, that's enough to want to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stick a fork in an outlet. Oh, multiple <clears throat> times. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, that's what I dealt with this morning. Good times. Mm. I did not have a, a rough morning that way i just just had a rough morning in general just had a rough morning yeah <laughs> stayed up a little too a little too early today yeah well six o'clock is about uh the time that you should be <laughs> sleeping going, in on the lord's day yeah going going to work as a responsible adult not on a sunday no no not on a sunday i was telling you in there earlier i'm jewish on I'm jewish on saturdays christian on sundays i gotta get both days off <laughs> It's just how it works. You gotta play the game. If you could pull that off, I would laugh my ass off. Do it for work. You're like, well, I got un unusual circumstances, but here's the deal. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, you can you can identify as anything these days. It doesn't fucking matter. So yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm Jewish and Catholic at the same time. What's up? I need both those days off. I gotta do the Sabbath and I gotta gotta do 15 Hail Marys the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask, how's the uh, How's the adventure going with, um, would you say you wanted to start a gunsmith? Yes. So I have made some tweaks in the plan, and I am going to start very a lot sooner than I thought. So instead of next year, it's probably going to be this year. There you go. Um, but it's not. I'm not going to Yavapai. Okay. I'm going to do Sonoran Desert Institute, which I'm sure you've seen a bunch of ads for. Um, they're the at-home work. So they do, it's a, yeah, so they, they kit you parts out. They bring it to you. You do the, all the texts online, and you learn from home. Hmm. It's an 18-month program, but I still get my Associates of Applied Science in gunsmithing. And the reason I chose it was because I looked at the numbers for the VA benefits, 
and I'd be getting 1900 if I did in-person classes, right? But I'd have to move into a fucking dorm or find a place up in Prescott, of all places. Good God. To, to rent. Yeah. So I'd be getting more money, but is it really worth it? Right. The logistics? Absolutely not. That's right. You said you were going to end up being up north. Yeah. But yeah. now I can, since I can do it from home, I can, I'm getting 900 a month working like just from the government to go to school um, and do Sonoran Desert Institute. And then I can keep my job at L3 Harris. Fuck yeah. So what, what are the logistics behind that? They're going to send you gun parts to get you started? So they, uh, you'll buy your gun kit, build kit, right? But they send you all the tooling, hmm. everything. So all I got to do is set up a bench, a uh, nice little workstation, hmm. and then they send me all the tooling. And then they ask you, all right, what, what kind of firearms are you looking to get into? It's nothing specific. So they like to, they'll, they'll be like, you can do an AK platform. You can do a AR platform. You can do revolvers. You could do handguns. It's just as, as much as you want to learn. And I think I'm going to do one shotgun, an AR, um, a bolt action, and a revolver. Single action, double action. Just to kind of get a flurry of all those. America is such a fucking wild place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buying guns is a whole different fucking process. But hey, if you want to build them, we'll just send it all to you. Yeah, you can buy it. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and I'll get FFL license, just like Avapai offers. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll be legally allowed to build out and license it if I wanted to sell it it's fucking commercially. Wild, <laughs> fucking America, man. But it, it's an 18-month program, and I might as well just ride it through, and that's what I'm going to do. It's just going to be a lot easier, Yeah, the logistics, as far as it goes. That'd be cool as fuck, though. Yeah. You'd be able to diagnose gun problems and yeah. stuff like that. Plus, if another fucking pandemic happens, what happens when I'm doing in-person classes at Yavapai, and then all of a sudden everything's shut down? It's like, we already went through that. <laughs> like how you're already mentally prepared for another another pandemic. So now I got to put that shit on hold. Yeah. So I'm just gonna do it from home. I'm gonna set up shop at home. Fuck it. Yeah. You're smart enough to pull it off. It's the discipline that scares me because I've never I've always been hands on, which is why I was looking at Yavapai so much because it was all hands on. So doing it from home is gonna be a lot different. I can I can see where that would be an issue for me personally as well. Yeah. Um, because. I would need that structure. Mm -hmm. Like, you go somewhere and you, exactly. do, and you do the thing. Because I've been used to that. Yeah, it's very... This is where you need to be. It's this very, is what you need to do. And this is how you need to do it and where you need to be at this time, this place, this location. It's very tangible. Yeah. And that's how I operate, too. So... But, I mean, it'll just be nice because I'll, I'll get to keep my job at L3. Um, I might even quit later down the line because I do want to shadow some gunsmiths in arizona there's there's a prominent one uh i think it's like magnum mics or something like that <laughs> he's been in the business since 1988 holy shit yeah in arizona dude's an og he's got like seven drop-off locations so he, all these gun stores that sounds sketchy all the well all these gun <laughs> stores they you drop your gun off to them for repairs he goes and picks them up so he's contracted out mm. by like seven gun stores and he owns his own spot so he's doing it right. He's the only gunsmith that's been in it that long that's in Arizona. He's really good. 35 years. And I kind of want to go. I think I'm going to go here in the next week or two and go ask him a couple questions about how he got in the business. Because most people, they just tinkered with shit. Yeah. And a lot of, not a lot of people went to school for it. I'd go see him. <laughs> yeah. I've seen his custom work. It's pretty nice. That's fucking cool. Man, going back to school, I thought of that. Part of me is always like, I like to entertain the idea. I don't even know why. I, Just I, to go back. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what I would go for. 
but it's a weird I don't know it's a weird concept to me at 30 exactly and that's my thing is like at, at 35 I'm like but it feels good to want to learn something new it's better late than never I suppose you know what I mean yeah especially if it's something you really love shit maybe I should go back to school for uh, for some computer engineering here fucking get a better handle get on some what, IT work in get some uh, IT work production work might not be a fucking bad thing yeah not on, not on the train I'm riding right now I think I think if I could eventually open up my own little shop eventually that's gonna take some time but I think that would be heaven for me just hands on guns all day and that's what I do for work what would your what would your ideal shop be I well, kind of like a all around. So like Cerakote, um refinishing, bluing, uh, any what's, just what's any bluing. You know, like when you're, you ever had a like a 1911 or something, where like the gun finish is kind of coming off, and you can see like that, the metal underneath. So that blue comes off. That's that finish that keeps it from rusting. Mm, I see. So people take their firearms in after they've been shooting a lot, especially like 1911s. Because it comes off. Because when you get that recoil, especially on the grip, yeah, it it rubs on your fingers so much where it actually brings it down to the chrome. Real quick, I wanna I wanna ask you about this because you, you you brought up 1911. Why is it one of the, like the most desirable style of firearm? But it's I feel like one of the most problematic. It depends on who's making it. Colt, I've had Colts. Is it worth the money? They're 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 the original. Yeah. Uh, creators. That is for sure the OG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they made that shit in 1911. Fantastic gun. Because um, I love 1911s. When it, I'm obsessed. I love them too. I had one. I had a, I had a 70 series. When you shoot them, it's you're going to be on target. They're pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> the other reason people like them is because the ammunition itself is subsonic. So you can throw a suppressor on it with any ammo. Yeah. That's why they, uh, 45 is one of the most sought after suppressed calibers God, you said it and immediately started singing in my head I fucking hate it you hate it? Colt 45? Colt 45 I mean it just depends on when and, know, and who you made it you said it and Afro Man popped in my head oh Colt 45 and two zigzags as soon as you said it I was like fuck I think who makes the best 1911s though uh, like for the market they're pretty fucking expensive though but all of them are is uh, uh, Kimber that's what I was gonna say yeah. but Kimbers are fucking expensive yeah they are very expensive almost their entire line they're is... almost more they're, some of them are more than uh, Colt's fucking line lines yeah. of 1911s I've... but I've seen some of them. And they make some pretty showy shit, too. And you know what I don't get, either, is that I've taken this, apart... This is annoying. I'm sorry. Yeah. I gotta fix this. You want me to put it around this no, way? No, it's not, not annoying for me, but for there you. There we go. I feel bad, because you're just, like, staring at it. It's just right in my field. <laughs> yeah. <of you. laughs> Have a fucking wire. How about that? I, I've taken apart a 1911, <clears throat> pin by pin. Mm -hmm. Like, the entire thing. The slide. Everything. Not a field strip, but, like, an entire part. And I'm sitting there... And it's on my towel, and I'm like, this thing has, like, 90 fucking parts to it. This so, thing is complicated. So they are intricate. They're very intricate. Very complicated. Especially when you get down, breaking down that slide, it's... Whoa. <laughs> I've dealt with some, some really cheap versions, mm. and they were very primitive. There's cheap versions of everything, though. Right. They were so fucking primitive, and just, like... You, the, the statistics you hear about, they jam after a certain amount. You know, all the fucking bullshit problems. My problem was it was stove piping. So, like, I, it would fire the round, but right. but my fucking uh, shell casing would get stove piped in the chamber. Yep. 
and I'd be like, it would happen every other, I don't know if it was a magazine. See, that's the problem, too, is, like, maybe you have a bad magazine. Maybe it's not your gun. Right. You know what I mean? That's very true, yeah. So then you have to troubleshoot from there. But every time that I shot it, it was accurate, but I did get a lot of stovepipe. I've dealt with that with, obviously, shotguns. I can't say that I've ever dealt with that with a pistol. Maybe a high point. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I shot Dev's high point, and, like, it... It performed pretty well. Dude, my 40, my high point 40. Yeah. You still have that thing? No. Oh, no. you got rid of it. It's been so long. <laughs> but that thing put up with all of my shit. Yeah. And my 9 used to jam up. My high point 9 used to jam up. But my 40. Well, I think it's because of the, the powder that's behind it. Yeah? You're, yeah, well, that slide is so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was surprised that high point even has a, a the 380 caliber. Yeah. And people were having problems the same thing. They were like, it jams all the, or it stove pipes all the time. I was yeah. like. There's not enough powder to move that slide back. Yeah, the thing this is, is a straight massive. blowback system. My fucking 40s slide, I, I'd walk and it sounded like I had spurs on. <laughs> I got a big iron on it. I have it on my hip, you know, because I wear a fucking douche, douche uh, holster on my hip. <laughs> and I'd fucking, every time I'd step, it'd get kicking, 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 fucking just rattling around. I, I Everybody's like, is your gun broken? I'm like, nah. No, nah, it's just a rattle. Well, rattles. you know what's crazy is the 1911 does that too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it rattles. It's supposed to. They're supposed to have. You're supposed to have some leniency with the with the uh, tension of the mo- the parts, so that they're not so constricted to where it just grinds all yeah. the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's a normal thing for firearms. So people will buy new guns and they'll be like, "Why does it rattle?" And it's like, well, there has to be some leeway with within the parts for it to to function and move right. That's why they when you break in a gun, that's why they break it in when they put like a couple hundred rounds through to to kind of loosen it up a little bit more i suppose that kind of makes sense you can't you can't really demand that extreme level of proficiency from something that's going to cause that much damage right especially with all those moving parts that's in there. that's what i'm talking about man that's yeah. it's going to make a little bit of noise but then again if you pay that much for kimber now if you buy a gun say a revolver it shouldn't be rattling he's <laughs> like that's different yeah that's that might little, be your hand that's a little different but oh, uh, shit, man. modern day weapons, modern day systems, if you can call 1911 modern anymore, um, yeah, they, they do have some, some, some rattle on them. I need to get back in the gun game, man. It's an expensive hobby. It is really. A, Especially and, now. And I, my priorities are so tight that, well, they're, some would say that my priorities are not very good because every time shit goes sideways, I know that I have a gold mine. And guns, and I have a way to make money. Yeah. And unfortunately, I utilize it. So, right now, yo, I gotta show you the one that I have. It's fucking hilarious. I heard you had like a, a canic or something, right? <clears throat> I ha- I did have a canic. I sold it to my buddy. Oh, you sold that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say that canic. I feel like it was worth eight hundred bucks. I'm not too familiar with canic systems or guns in general. I I wasn't either. That's the first time I've heard of it. Um, it was like they have they have like two or three tiers of a pistol. Yeah. They have the basic. They have what they call a combat elite, which was what I had. So it's like that super John Wick shit. It was a, it was a, it was a straight aluminum trigger and a threaded barrel. You see, I love the straight trigger. Yeah, I do too. It was super awesome. Um, and then I think there was one other thing, and then they had one above that that had like probably a laser sight come with it. Yeah. I think that curve trigger. A lot of people are phasing those out of their guns. Yeah. They realize like. Oh, that straight's nice. That straight is super nice. Yeah. Even if you have a harder harder trigger pull, you just that resistance that's there behind yeah. it, it's 
you can feel it. It's nice, and it's not it's not like you're curving your hand, so you get less of a. It helped my accuracy. Yeah, it does. It sure did, and I didn't realize how just how fucking dynamic and important it is to have your finger positioned perfectly. Perfectly. You know what I mean? I I don't think a lot of people realize that. Especially with handguns. Yes. With handguns, it's a whole new game because you only have two points of contact instead of a rifle where you have three. Yeah. You got that shoulder, a buttstock. So that's why that's it, a it's, big support. It's huge support. Yeah, it's, it's a lot harder to shoot pistols than 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 uh, rifles, in my but, opinion. But that Canik, I I only shot it one time at the I think at Shooter's World. Was it a nine? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I enjoyed it. It was smooth. It's pretty accurate. It was smooth. It was consistent, and it, it, and it was accurate, and I I enjoyed it. Was it full size? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But right now, <laughs> it's not even here. It's some. I just leave it in my tow truck in my lunch bag. <laughs> Um, but it's a, it's a Taurus. It's a small nine. I can't remember what it's called. The, no, PX is Sky. I don't remember. But this Taurus, I call it Two Face. Two Face. Yeah, because it was in a fire. Oh no shit. Yeah. Was so, it in a safe in a fire? No, it was in a truck it was in a in fire. A truck. <laughs> so half of the half of the plastic on the lower yeah. is burnt off, and I put like grips over it to make it look pretty. It still fires though. Oh, it still fires, <laughs> but half the trigger's burnt off. Oh, it's. Dude, this gun does not look safe. <laughs> That's okay. I'll tell you the non-safest gun that I've ever had. I had a Yugoslavian uh, M57. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of a Tok- the Tokarev, their old Russian World War II gun? I think they basically ripped off Browning's design. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they didn't and they, they get didn't they, they get Russia- one from you? They Russified it. Didn't they get? I got one from no. No, you didn't get you didn't get one from me. Oh, you know what? I got it from some old buddy of mine, but I remember talking to you about it. It's a Soviet-era fucking... It's a 762 by 25 millimeter round. Jesus Christ. So it's a tiny AK round, basically. Um, I went to Shooter's World once, and did you know they have a banned list of ammo? I didn't know that. I, I, knew, I found out. <laughs> it's like I figured it out. Well, I was in there shooting, and this... Since it, the muzzle velocity of this round is like 1,600 feet per second coming out of a pistol, mm-hmm. it's an 85 grain round. That's fucking fast for, for yeah. a pistol. Especially one that's World War II coming out of like a four, in, four and a half inch, five inch barrel. So I'm, I'm shooting it, and it feels like you're shooting a 380 out of a full-size 1911. So I'm shooting it, and it's making this fucking loud-ass noise. One of the, one of the oh. workers comes in, and he's like, what the fuck are you shooting? <laughs> He's like, you are rattling the shit in the store. Yeah, and the muzzle flash is fucking massive because the velocity, the muzzle velocity is insane. <laughs> so he comes Scared over. And he's like, I need to look this up. I need you to stop shooting, and I need to look up this ammo and see what the <laughs> fuck's going on. So he looks it up. He's like, No, it's on there. I've just never seen anybody shoot that before in here. That's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. And oh. then he's like, Can I shoot it? And then he, and I was like, Yeah, take a couple rounds. So the shooter's world guy, he starts shooting it, and he's like. It feels like you're shooting a 22. Why does it make so much noise? <laughs> He's all confused. This is one of the loudest guns I've ever owned. Oh, shit. You do not want to shoot that indoors without hearing protection. Oh, I was just going to say, man, that's my first experience ever at an indoor shooting range. Yeah. And I let out... Uh, somebody was... I think my, I was with my dad at the time. And he had his uh, his 357 revolver. Oh, fuck. And, dude, he let one off without my fucking... Without oh. my shit on. And it rattled me. I was like, holy fuck i can't see straight i was like i've never been inside and felt movies are so full of shit oh yeah that's all i gotta say 
You don't get to shoot down a fucking hallway without a hearing protection. Dude, it's... Yeah, that's why people buy suppressors, man. They're like, I want... Fuck the other guy. I want to save my hearing. Yeah, I don't care about the cops. He's got three but... holes in his chest. He does... He, he His hearing is his last priority. <laughs> I'm alive still, though, so I'm blows, taking care of my hearing. It blows my fucking mind that it just, like, rattles your shit loose. Someone shot a scar at Ben Avery's once, and my shit slipped off. Oh. And it, he had a, a... He had a fucking... A compensator on it. Mm-hmm. So the fucking oh my god, it felt like, it felt like I got punched in the face by Mike Tyson or in the <laughs> ear by Mike Tyson. Just how loud it was. Yeah, I think I pissed a little bit. <laughs> I can only imagine you lose some form of function. Yeah, if not just your your fucking vision. It's completely involuntary. Yeah. <laughs> you know we were we were talking about um, the rifle that I have because you have one too. I think I have an AK. I can't remember what the fuck mine is now because it's been in my closet forever. What do you? What, what it's, is it? It's it's a World War Two World War Two gun. Is it a bolt action? Yes. Oh oh, is it, you have a Mauser? Yeah. Uh, no. Is it a um? What do you have? Is it American? Whatever it is, it's retarded. I can't remember. Is it it's, a Mosin? They, that that Mosin Nagant. Nagant. Yeah. yeah. It's a seven six two by five five fifty four fifty four. Yeah, rim, rim, rimless, I think. Yeah. 54R, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and it takes, like, NATO rounds and shit. I've shot that. I have a, a shit ton of ammo They're for fucking, it. they're accurate. It's super fun to shoot. It's such a fun shot on iron sights, dude. I did 250 yards easy. Yeah. Super fun to shoot. When I had my Mauser, um, about 200 yards, I was hitting in the black really nice. Yeah. Was, I was, the only thing it's good for is, like... If something does go down and I have to bottleneck this neighborhood, I got a distance. <laughs> well, you know, people still hunt with those old rifles, too. Oh, I was going to, for sure. Yeah. If I have to go big game, I'm taking it with me. People yeah. are like, well, it's so heavy. It's going to be a lot to take around. I'm like, well. Do you have a scope mount on it or anything? No. No, not, not yeah. yet. You know what? Because you have to bust into the furniture if you do that. Yep, yep. You which gotta, sucks. You got to do a little bit of a little fab work. Now, they do sell detachment for, like, the, the rear sights. You can take that pin out, mm-hmm. and they actually sell a, a rail system. It's a tiny rail that you can slide in there, put that pin back in where the rear sights sit, and you can mount a scope to it. But I don't know how well it would hold your zero on your on your. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a little, little little shaky. So the better option for complete accuracy is to drill into that receiver mm-hmm. and tap in a, a rail system so you can mount a scope. I might just call you for all that. Well, hey, man, I'm gonna learn how to do all that shit. Yeah, well, there's a good, there's a good fucking first project. But you know what? It makes me cry when people do it to old World War II fucking weapons. It yeah. really does. Yeah. When people sporterize their shit, like when they take the gun out of the original stock and they put it in some uh, polymer fucking stock. Like I've seen Mosins in polymer stocks before, and I'm like, no, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> it looks so good before. It it's kind of it's it's kind of funny to me to think that that gun probably has fucking bodies on it. Oh yeah, you know the history behind that fucking thing is, and it's who fun. knows it could have been in fucking Stalingrad. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know, and it's so fun because that that bolt action is so sloppy, the lock is so sloppy, but that thing is so fucking fun to shoot. Russian, so what I've learned about Russian-made firearms is yeah they're clunky, mm-hmm. they're very unsafe, but you know what man they fucking they are reliable <laughs> like they they go bang every time. Yes, every fucking time. Yeah. Sometimes oh. when you don't want them to, they go bang. <laughs> He's like, just so we're clear, <laughs> they'll do it when they want. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my AK. I put a thousand rounds right out of the box. Not a problem. I've never shot an AK. Oh, so nice. I want to. Mine's from Serbia. Mm. So beautiful. 
Yeah, I need to definitely get back into it. Like you said, it's just expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. But if you buy in bulk, it's just the ammo. If you buy in bulk uh, online, you get pretty good deals depending on where you go. Mm. Soon. Soon. Soon, soon. I haven't gone shooting in a while, so I'd be down to go. It's kind of exciting that you're going to start building them. I know. I'm like, really excited for I it, too. I don't really even know what like what caliber that means. No, no pun intended. <laughs> to what caliber that means, but I think it'd be pretty cool to get guns that were built by somebody in the family. Yeah, so I, so it's mostly foot in the door, kind of introductory. <clears throat> That's what this is going to give me. Mm -hmm. And then it'll give me a, a huge leap in the industry just having that already going into it. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of places I could work for in Arizona out here just to get my experience on hand, get a couple years in the industry after school, slap that on, and then hopefully make a name for myself and fucking build my own business out of it. I was going to say, I mean, how, how far does that go for you? What, what do you want to end with? I want my own plate. I want my own shop. Do you think is is it plausible to think that one day you might have your own line of firearm? That would be the big dream. That'd be that'd be cool as fuck. That but that that's hard to kick off. What a lot of people do, what a lot of gunsmiths do, is they they'll actually take firearm. They'll work for those big companies mm -hmm. who are really fucking six hour or whatever, and they'll implement certain ideas and items that are slapped in, and it's all patented. Six Hour just got this contract for uh, for the military. They're replacing all the M16s. M16s not getting used anymore. Really? M4s, gone. M9s, gone. Saws, the machine guns. Yeah. Bye-bye. It's all Six Hour. So that's all gone. Six stepping up their game, huh? Yeah, they got that contract. They made out big. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a good firearm. Making your own firearm, your own specific line... I couldn't imagine the logistics that go into that, but that would be a big dream. The other big dream was get, is to get it in a military contract. Called AA. Yeah. I have our arms. I have our arms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That would be cool. Be sick as fuck. Be like, oh, I know who makes these. Hey, you can just call them right now. AA firearms. Double A firearms. There you go. <laughs> That'd be cool as fuck, man. I have our arms. <laughs> the gears are turning now. I love it. Let that fucking dream go, man. Just let it flow. If you're good at what you're doing, it's gonna be easy for you. That's the fun part. So, and there's so many different routes to go within gunsmithing too. I know a guy that does custom Glock slides. That's his whole business. He doesn't touch anything else. Just Glock slides. Port vented. He does custom seracoding on them. Everything. It was it was super crazy once I started getting into it. And this is I'm like I'm like light years behind you as far as knowledge goes but starting to get into um figuring out kind of the different classes of the pistols so to speak like like the systems no like you put um i'm, I'm gonna use brands and i'm not I don't, I don't mean to bash on any brands because they're all good firearms in their own right but like you put put like taurus and like glock and sky in like the same price range okay and it shows when you shoot them yeah then you put like I mean, I would even put Springfield down there. I'm not. I have never had a Springfield firearm before. I, I I like them, but after shooting like when you go take it up a step higher, when you start to shoot like uh like Sigs and and even the Canic, I'd put up higher. The the Glocks and the Springfields, they feel more more like toys. A little bit more more mass produced type of yeah 
Am I making sense? Yeah, you're making sense. Like the like the quality in in your shooting shows. That's that's more for that's more on the branding. <clears throat> but uh, I think that also it depends on the times they were made too. Cause like some years Sig has some good shit. Like their lines, like you can have let's say the P three six five, the one that I have. Mm-hmm. You can have it be made one year and it has no problems. The next year that they come out with their next round, the quality could be shit. Like they could, like they could have had a turnover. They could have had budget cuts, something like that. Yeah. And it shows, even if even though it's yeah. the same weapon system, the quality can can take a dive. It just depends because people have problems all the time from straight from the factory. Like they get their gun, they're shooting it, and then all of a sudden, like fucking, oh, it's clicking. It ain't shooting no more. What's going on <laughs> after like the fourth, fifth round? Yeah. That's why they say breaking your guns. Man, that's it was just crazy because I remember like I took a like an XD40 mechanic and then. What else? There was there was some other smaller firearm and just going through them and shooting them and I was like, fuck man, the quality is just so apparent. If you spend more money, typically you get more quality. Yeah. And it's no, you will. It's so, I because I, I love Springfield for the longest time, but after shooting mechanic, I was like, fuck. Yeah, and if you fuck something up with a high quality gun or something fucks up with it, usually, you know, they'll have some sort of warrant. They send it in. It's a factory part. Mm-hmm. Re redo whatever. We'll fucking fix it. Send it back. And they will. Most most companies will. If you buy new, I've always kind of wondered. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, you have to buy new. <clears throat> I was I was just gonna say I've always kind of wondered about the logistics behind all that in Arizona because we don't require uh, firearm registration. No, you don't. Is it a thing? Only, Can you register your firearms? So this is how it works. A lot of people have this question too. It's there are registered firearms in Arizona, and not by people wanting to register them. Here's how it works. <laughs> Say I sell a gun to you, yeah. right? It's a private sale. It's not registered. If you go to the store, to an FFL dealer, it's automatically registered. Because by law, they have to. So if you, if you allow the paper trail, then it'll be registered by yeah, default. Yeah, so if you buy from... If you go to Shooter's World right now and you buy a pistol, shotgun, whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that serial number and that model number, all that shit, that sale... They have to keep track of just to cover their ass because mm-hmm. they're an FFL dealer, so they report in with, you know, the ATF and all that all shit, the, all the federal shit, all the ABCs, boys. Um, so your firearm that you buy from from retailers, it, they are registered, but not if it's a private sale. See, I I've always, for lack of better words, kind of just assume that's how it works, because I'm like, yeah, in Arizona we don't register. No, um, not obviously, but I just assume that if you buy buy something with a paper trail, yeah, it's gonna be there. That's gonna be your connection right. to it. So I'm I'm glad that was accurate because that was a wild assumption. And and in other states, they do allow private sales. It you just have to register it within like 30 days or whatever the whatever it is after the sale. Hmm. Otherwise, it's an illegally sold firearm and it's a federal crime. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me to think about because like I've I've been pulled over so many times like with my firearm and all they do is just take it and clear it for themselves and return it after the scene yeah they they run it through their database and and uh, see if it's stolen that's hardly, what they're looking for hardly ever hardly ever hardly ever man i've never i don't think i've ever had a secondary question about my firearm yeah mostly. you gotta know who you're buying from if you do private sales you gotta be careful but that's, that's a little true yeah i've put myself in some sketchy situations yeah it was funny i'm a i still make people fill out paperwork when i sell my guns yeah just to have on my end I get their name, address, all that shit. 
Um, so if the alphabet boys ever come knocking, I'm like, no, I sold that shit a while ago. Here's the paperwork. That's probably smart because that way you can't be fucking tagged yeah, with something. Because they will trace it back to you. Because yeah. if you're the last known owner, they'll be like, all right, well, this gun is registered to him. Why did we find it on this fucking dead man? <laughs> you know, what's going on here? Yep, yep. I ain't going down for that. <laughs> Fuck that. There's just uh, one of the sales that I did, man. I was using one of the online pages that will go unmentioned. But some guy wanted to buy probably, this is like one of my Glocks or something. So I took it down to him, to his neighborhood, which wasn't bad. But I will say it was in Levine. I've never been to Levine. That's, I'll tell you more about it probably off air. I've been to South Phoenix. Yeah, South Phoenix is different. <laughs> but um, it was kind of, a, it was like newer houses, but it was still a little bit more of a rundown situation. Yeah. So we go in, and I took my buddy with me. We go into this house, and all the lights are off and shit. It's fucking weird. It's already sketchy. Yeah, it's already fucking feeling I hope you had another gun on you. <laughs> and, like, I show him the gun, and he, this dude just starts counting out a bunch of cash. Just small bills. Like, I'm like, great. So he gives me the this money. This is this guy's throwaway gun for yeah. when he shoots the next crackhead that rolls through. Literally, he's like, he's buying for, for a fucking reason. And so I get all the cash, and I... I open the front door so we can go to fucking Bolt. And as I'm opening the front door, there's a group of, like, four or five more dudes walking in. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, here we go. I'm about to get fucking jumped. And it was kind of funny. I I will say, dude, the ghetto fell out of me so quick. So what happened? Nothing happened. Oh, the cell went through without a hitch? Everything was perfectly fine, but... (laughs) The ghetto fell out of me so quick, dude. I walked up to the group of dudes. I was all, what's good with you, foe? What's going on, bro? Uh, Just <laughs> started saying hi to all of them, walking through the crowd, got to my truck, and we bounced. Got the fuck out of there. I was like, I looked at my buddy. I was like, why did I just go turn, why did I just get ghetto? Why does it got to be that way? It's never, there's never a good place to, like, sell a, a firearm privately. Because you don't want people coming to your house, and you don't want to go be going over to other people's that houses. That would be a good reason why I don't, I wouldn't do that again. It's hard. I've so I when I bought a rifle before I bought a bolt action rifle from this dude lived in like Queen Creek and uh, he didn't want me in his his house but I showed up to his house because he gave me the address mm-hmm. he's like I'll bring it out to you and I was like all right it's the middle of the day he just fuck comes out with it slung over his shoulder and that was like one of the first rifles that I bought was that Mauser and I was like damn that's beautiful he's like here you go <laughs> and he's the one that taught me how to um, if you go online and look up the uh, AZ private firearm sales, mm-hmm. it gives you a whole form. It's like two pages. Mm. Nothing crazy information. I would recommend every time you buy and sell, just keep those on hand, like a stack of them. So fill them out there. It takes like two minutes, man. It just covers your ass. Yeah, yeah. I probably should be more aware. You don't have to do it, but... I, I should probably be more aware. But I've, uh, I've done parking lot deals before. I've done parking lot deals before, I've, too. I've had dudes that, like... They park to where they can just open up both the back doors. We did one together. You know that? Oh, yeah. Well, we bought that Sky. I was going to say. A long time ago. The one for your mom, right? I was still in the military, yeah. Yeah. That was like 2015 or 16. It was a long time ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, that's the one she had for a while. <laughs> Is that the one? I think you were with me, but I got into dude's car. Yeah. And he called He called and did like the whole background check. The whole background check, check. On site. I remember. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time that's ever happened, too. You know what my guilty pleasure is in the firearms industry? I like hooker guns. 
You have to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> you know those little Colt 25 ACP fucking the pea shoot- So the little tiny ones that come out of the purse. Yeah, literally the hooker guns. Got it. Love those. That's great. Those are the best. I just love how stupid they are. <laughs> I see them with pearl grips and shit. I'm like, bro, what the fuck's going on? What are you, like, what are you doing? Honestly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hide it now. So originally those were called vest guns mm-hmm. because back in the fucking 20s and 30s, people would, they would carry them in their vest pocket. They were so small that you could just tuck them in your vest pocket. So if you're going to like a big party or something and you, you wanted to be armed, but you were wearing, like, a vest, slacks, and a shirt, and you couldn't really hide a full-size fucking 1911. Right. They're like, well, we're not going to give you a compact, something that you could tuck away real nice. We're going to give you this fucking finger gun that's, like, this big. It's, like, this fucking big, yeah. That you could swallow if you went to prison. <laughs> this could be keistered if you let it. Yeah, I just think those are the most interesting little guns. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, I have a... I think it's kind of old now, but I have a shoulder holster. You have a shoulder holster? Yeah. Oh, like a strap, right? Oh, you have a Miami Vice holster. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just for... I think it's just one. Do you want it? You don't want it? It literally doesn't fit me. I don't know how old it is, man. Shit, I'll take it. Is it leather? No. No? Those no. are the classics. Yeah. It's it's all, just all Velcro. It's kind of weird that you have that out here in Arizona. It doesn't get that cold that often. <laughs> I always thought it'd be fucking cool to be that douche. Yeah. Well, if you go to a wedding or something, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> go to a wedding. Yeah. That's what they... They're, they're mostly for suits. For suits, yeah. Yeah. But... I remember I've I've gone to like the grocery store and I see fucking You watched a lot of lethal weapons. Some, did yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, dude. Me and Mel were like this, no. Um <laughs> I've gone to like grocery stores and in being in this area, dude, I've seen like guys in wife beaters wearing the shoulder horse holsters and shit. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Max some back's pain shit. Dude, that's what it looks like. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean I guess. Turn your fucking hat back around and relax. <laughs> you need to fucking take a chill pill. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little ridiculous right You've now. You've been playing way too much Call of Duty and I don't appreciate it. Yeah, those Miami Vice holsters, that's... Like, I can see that if you're, like, in Alaska and you're wearing coats all the time. That's what I, they're That's what they're made for. I was going to say, I never actually thought about the true functionality. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're for, they're for uh, colder climates. Okay. Yeah. I never, I never would have thought. Yeah. That's was, what they were... That's what they're made for. I always just kind of assume, like, well, it's either mob bosses or agents. Yeah, and they look cool in the movies. They do look cool in they the They look movies. really cool in the movies. Yeah, they sold me. Yeah, because you can wear a suit with it. Yeah. <laughs> they they got my ass. Try carrying a full-size 1911 on your hip in a suit and see how see how far you get. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems more uncomfortable in my armpit. It would seem a lot more uncomfortable yeah, in your a armpit. Yeah, that's a lot of chafing. It's a lot of chafing. I don't know. But that's also why I might... I wonder if that's why they stood like this all the time, where they had their fucking right. hands... Yeah. They look all big. Oh, he's got a fucking... He's got a cannon. He's got a cannon. Under his armpit right Hold now. Hold the phone. She's got a cannon. <laughs> that's why I fucking... Uh, the best option that I found... Maybe it's just for me. I don't know why, but I love my, my hip holster. I like my... I have my Kydex hip holster. With my, my, a, my... I use that thing um, for the summer. I mean, I have my fucking drop down. That's my girlfriend strap. And people, <laughs> that's my yoga. That's my my yoga strap right there. Why? Because it's Velcro. That's a holster. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're in the summer and you're wearing shit like this, yeah, you just strap that around, holst, and just Velcro it. Oh, is that what you pulled off? That's what I pulled off. Dude, I honest to God, I'm such a fucking idiot. I really wholly thought you pulled off like a back brace. It looks like a back brace when I was you like, have it on. I was like, oh, you must have back problems. Didn't even think twice about it. No, it basically is a back brace, but they put a fucking holster in it. Yeah, that's legit. 
So in the summertime, when it's hot as fuck, and I don't want to wear jeans, yeah. I'm wearing basketball shorts, yeah, I don't I mean, want to put a belt on, so I'll throw that on. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It cost me 25 bucks. And I can carry that SIG in there, too. I like it. I wouldn't fucking jog or anything with it, but... that's that. Well, that's why I like my drop-down, when it's got the two leg straps. Okay. And, because uh, I can do everything I do in it. You like, have to show me a drop-down. I've never seen one before in you, flesh. You, you've seen it. I have? Yeah, it's like a... Like fucking like it's it's like a SWAT team holster. Is it an open carry holster? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about with the one that comes all yeah. the way down. Yeah, it I know. Puts, you put your gun fucking right here. It takes my monkey arms and it's like perfect to my length. And I can I take it hunting. So if I have my rifle, then that's on my leg. Yeah. And I've dragged. I I can. Since we're so goddamn hilly out here, I have to climb hills. And yeah. So it's a lot better. Slide down right hills there. and shit. You don't want that shit on your hip when you're hiking. It's annoying. It is super annoying, but now I know that if I need to, I can run with it. It's good. So that's my thing. It's like I can do everything. Does it have a? Does it have a clip on to hold? Okay, so like a cop holster type of deal. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. We used to have Blackhawk holsters that I didn't know that that's what they were called. We used to call them leg holsters. I think that's. I think that might be what brand it is. Blackhawk. Yeah. They make good shit. Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed it, and I get made fun of a lot for it, but I could give a fuck. I mean, if you're open carrying out in the woods and shit like that. It's better to why why are you concealing? It's better to have it in the open because if you're moving around a lot, yeah, especially right there, it's nice. Well, in the woods, I don't give a fuck about about it being open and everything like that. But sometimes I wear it in town, just out and about. Yeah, I never I've never open carried out in Arizona. Well, I've I, never seen people open carry out here. I before they changed the law, I did. It's what what law? I think it was like back in the early 2000s. You could, you had to have a CCW here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's long gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> that's long gone. <laughs> it's like early 2000s. You had to do that. I, I took my CCW and I never got my card. But dude, everybody in Arizona, <laughs> when I came, I was a little kid when I first visited. I was like, why is everybody in Walmart got a 357 on their fucking hip? What's going on here? Okay, calm down, what cowboy. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. I was like, are they all cops? Is everyone a cop in Arizona? <laughs> What's going on? Dude, I even went to um. I think it was like two years ago I went to Texas for a hunt mm-hmm. and me and my buddy were just we, we stopped at a Walmart right next to our hotel yeah and we were both open carrying and like people were like shuffling their families away from us really yeah I was in like, Texas I was like we're in Texas what part right? of Texas were you in that was fucking uh, it was it was close to a town called Gonzales I feel like we were in Austin like southern Austin Austin's blue is it yeah it's well, that explain why we scared Walmart Austin's blue, yeah. Okay, I. That's it, the big. Well, I mean, most big cities are, but that that Austin is kind of blue. It was it was strange because I was like, I feel like in Texas I should have been more more comfortable. You know what's funny? We have less strict gun laws than Texas does. I know. I learned it that weekend. We Everybody's looked, like, "Oh, you Americans in Texas and their guns." Is like, no, bitch, you've never been to Arizona. Before. I was gonna say, <laughs> it's funny too because when people find out, like I listen to podcasts, people find out when they come to Arizona. Yeah, they're like, Arizona is literally like the fucking wild west. Yeah, like it's fucking dangerous the animals suck it's hot there's guns everywhere <laughs> it's fucked up out there <laughs> and it's crazy because you don't see the guns anymore no no because pe- people are hiding them yeah, now people hiding now oh so they're like what do you mean you're the most armed state it's like bitch we are the most armed state when i tell people you literally don't have to say a fucking thing about putting a gun in your pocket they're like what do you mean i'm like anytime put anytime a put a gun in your pocket all you have to do is just make sure you tell a cop. We have it. He pulls you over. My buddy got pulled over by a cop once, and uh, an old work 
coworker here in Arizona, and he was coming home from the gym, and the cop comes up, and he's like, um, oh, he had his gun in the, his gym bag. So the cop, the cop comes up. Yeah, you were near Austin. Austin. It's, it's blue. Austin, San Antonio. And San Antonio. They're both kind of blue. Yeah, those big cities are blue. Didn't know. But my buddy gets pulled over here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's got his gun in his gym bag because he just got back from the gym. Cop pulls him over and he's like, uh, he's like, officer, I have a firearm. And he's like, me too. <laughs> the cop, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, where's yeah. yours? Uh, he's like, guys, I don't see it on you. And he's like, it's in my gym bag. He's like, well, it ain't going to do you no good in there. <laughs> I've had cops talk shit to me too. Yeah. I, but I was on my crotch rocket. I got pulled over along, like my first gun, dude. And I, the cop, he goes, just keep your hands on the handlebars. I'm going to pull it off your hip uh, so we can conti- continue on. And he takes off and he goes, there's not even one in the chamber. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, they talk shit to you. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> fucking asshole. They'll fucking talk shit to you. Yeah, dude. It's like, what are you doing? He's, uh, you're not going to do anything with this. Or the, the, the favorite thing that they say is they say, uh, okay, well, we always say if you don't touch yours, I won't touch mine. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, he's like, "Do you want to see? Do you want to see it?" Because he asked the officer. He's like, "I don't give a shit." He's like, "Just stop speeding." <laughs> <laughs> and Think, he, let, he let him go. <laughs> things like this make it so hard to want to move out of state. I know, dude. <laughs> it's like the heat sucks, but that right there—that's just fucking hilarious. I mean, we are probably at this point in time one of the most free states to live. The only thing they don't fuck around here with is DUIs. I'm aware. The- <laughs> Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm all caught up to speed on that one. You want to hear a fun DUI story? What? Yeah. My buddy, uh, well, I won't say his name because his name's not Sunshine, but we call him Sunshine. Okay. It's old coworker. Um, Sunshine. Yeah, blonde hair, long blonde hair. He's he was a Mormon. He's from Utah. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Aryan race. A DUI story with a Mormon and Mormon in the same sentence. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Buckle up, kids. So this kid, he's about twenty. 23 or 24 25 at the time gets a dui an extreme felony dui by the way um goes to jail for about 10 days gets out it's got fifteen thousand dollar fine oh god he's got to put an interlock in his truck right drives a 7-3 so he puts an interlock in that bitch after after parole or not after parole after uh, probation did you say he drives a 7-3 yeah you're talking about ford yeah. Oh, I just didn't realize that you were, I don't know, just surprised. piece of shit 7.3. <laughs> I know, but it just surprised me you threw out the engine first. Uh, well, that's what he would always fucking say. He'd be like, got my old 7.3 ready to go, and it would stall all the time. Yeah, it was things, a piece of those shit. Things, those things were turds back in the day. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's like uh, the gold reliable. He would break down all the time. Old reliable. Yeah, he'd call it and be like, my truck broke down, and, or cold started. It didn't fucking work. <laughs> But. So, um, anyways, he gets his felony DUI in that in his fucking seven three. Puts an interlock in it. A month before he's supposed to get his license reinstated, he decides to take his dad's truck for a drive. No. Oh. His yes. Dad, his dad's truck doesn't have an interlock. It doesn't have an interlock. He's sober. He happens to rear end somebody on the off ramp oh. of the seventeen. God. And he gets out and he's like, don't call the cops, just I'll pay for all of it. You know, just I'll pay cat. I don't give a shit. I'll give you my number, I'll give you everything, I'll pay I'll pay for it. Don't call the cops. He's like, I have to. 
He's like, no, you don't have to. He's <laughs> don't, like, we don't have to do this. He's like, I do have to. And he fucking pulls out his wallet. It's an off-duty cop that he hit. Oh. <laughs> oh, way to bury yourself. So now, a month before he was supposed to get his license back yep. and an interlock out of his truck, bam, second. And it, was a, it wasn't a DUI, but it was a... It was a um, I think it's still counted technically as one. Well, yeah, it's an infraction while yeah. you have a DUI. Yeah. And that's fucking bad. So they fucking, he went back to jail for 15 days. <laughs> and uh, he's still waiting on his license. I think he gets it next year. Jesus Christ. Yep. He, well, got fu- they, they, he spent like $25,000 in fines and in lawyer fees on those two DUIs. They do not fuck around in Arizona. Nope. They sure don't. No, they don't. Um... I was going to say that the night that I got mine, I had my Glock in the truck with me, just sitting in the cup holder. He had his 357 with him. <laughs> he gave it to his buddy. He's like, hide this shit. It's well, you with, don't have before, to hide it. Before, well, he wasn't supposed to do it. A felony DUI. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little <laughs> different. So he's like, here, this, just take this. And his buddy put it in his back, like tucked it in and mm-hmm. fucking went on his merry way. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got mine at like three in the morning, just going home. I flashed my light bar. On accident? No, uh, no. Some guy like cut me off, pulled in front of me. He said, "Fuck you." So I fucking blasted him with the light bar, and I got pulled over in the parking lot that was right behind my apartment complex. Oh, that sucked. It always happens so close yeah. to home. Yeah, I was so close, dude. And I even asked the cop. I was like, "Hey, man, can I just uh, can I just walk home?" I'm right like, there. Like, please, I'm sorry. I know I flashed the dude. He's like, "I can't. Your truck will probably get stolen if I leave it here anyway." And I'm like, "All right, let's just do this." Fuck. I had they, a. They give you the whole breathalyzer, everything. Uh, at the station, they did. He wanted. He 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 did his field sobriety, and he he wanted to. I didn't want to. I just told him I was like, man, I I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pass. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and he was like, can you just try? Fine. Let's embarrass me. So, um, I had a, a cooler full of beer in the very back. They weren't open though. No. And my gun, in the center console, with like. Three magazines. Um, I think, I think because of the area, I was actually living at Twenty Seventh and Indian School. Oh Jesus Christ! You got pulled yeah. over in the worst area. I think because of the area, he was kind of hoping to have a bigger fish. You know what I mean? He was probably hoping to get a much bigger case than he yeah. did. And I think he realized that like halfway through the stop, he's like, "Fine, come on, let's just go." It all turned into a very general like, "I don't give a fuck. Let's just go to the station." Jesus Christ. Um. I've, I've still yet to be pulled over. He, when when he let my buddy come pick me up, the same it was like four in the morning at that time. He let my buddy come pick me up, and he gave my buddy my gun in a bag and all the ammo in a bag. So you didn't get slapped with a DUI or anything? I got a DUI. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. That was just 2018. So was it a felony DUI or was no? Okay, that's good. At no. least it wasn't a fucking felony DUI. I think it was only like what do you say? My my lowest one was like point. Point one two. Point one. That's not that bad. Which fucking amazingly. That's not that bad. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I was on the way home from the bar with my food. So it blows my mind that it was that low. But I did learn having my breathalyzer how my body processes alcohol. Yeah. Relatively fast. Pretty fast. That's because got my, that strong fucking liver. It's because of my size, you know. I I learned that if I have one beer one hour, then it really doesn't do anything. So we're in good shape. I knew somebody that got to a point six. Oh, yeah. Oh, in the military. They said like 
.27, you should be legally in a coma. He should have been dead. <laughs> yeah. He was 19. Oh. Oh <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it makes me spin just thinking about it. <laughs> um, it was it was in the schoolhouse when I was in the military. His name his name was Hales. We were not allowed to have alcohol in the schoolhouse, right? While we were doing our training. Yeah. Well, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um. The next day after he got caught, because he was being belligerent and just obviously when you have a point six sixty percent fucking blood alcohol level, you're gonna be pretty belligerent if you're still conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Which he was. Was he like somewhat coherent? No. <laughs> he Absolutely was, not. He was he was he he was a salamander brain with human legs. <laughs> At that point. Holy shit. Yeah, he was running around, couldn't understand him. Spoke like eighteen different languages in one sentence. Oh yeah, it was dude. weird. Anyways, he don't remember what happened. He had to go. He had to spend the night in the hospital. They actually monitored him because they were scared. Yeah. Because he had a point six. Yeah, the withdrawal from that's gonna be fucking. They rude. put him on an IV and they're like, "Shut the fuck up! Like go, you need to go to bed, go to sleep for a while." So he got sixty-one oh five. He got paperwork, and uh, the next day, like our uh, base commander was like, "Who is the motherfucker that?" Last night had a .6 blood alcohol level, and you just see a hand raise in the crowd. There's like 300 of us. You just wait. Uh, what time was he fucking conscious? This was like at 10 o'clock at night. He got caught. Yeah. And then they the next day, in formation, morning formation, about six. So, from 10 to six, he had to recover and then oh. go into formation. Holy shit! So he got paperwork in front of all of us. But our co- our company commander, he's like, "Who's the motherfucker?" Who's the motherfucker that had a point six or sixty or six blood alcohol level? And he raises his hand, right? And he's like, "Me, sir." And he's like, "What the fuck is your name?" And he's like, "Private Hale, sir." And he's like, "Come here." And so he's like, "Fuck." Yeah. He's about to get chewed out in front it, of the whole over, company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The company commander goes, he goes like this. Give me your hand. And he's like, "What?" Give me your hand. No. Seriously. He he goes, "Give me your other one." He goes, "Give me your hand." And he's like, "What?" He's like, never met, some, never met somebody that survived that. <laughs> he just shakes his hand. He's, he's like, he's like, congratulations. And, the, Dude. Go, and he goes, go get back in formation. I was like, can you imagine this fucking hangover? Yeah. He's like, I don't even know how you're still standing right now. Right. <laughs> oh, God, even for me, that would have taken a day and a half. But he told him, he's like, you're getting paperwork, but congratulations. That was pretty impressive. That's fucking great. <laughs> Don't do it again. Yeah, you're going home, but Jesus Christ. And if you do it, you better get a point seven next time. Oh, <laughs> my Break your record. God. <laughs> we had another time when we were in formation where um, we had strict rules when we were in Japan, too. Not as strict as schoolhouse, but we, uh, if you were an E4 and below, or if you were E3 and below, you couldn't have a bottle of liquor in your fridge inside your barracks room. Mm-hmm. You could have beer, but no liquor. So when we did field day one weekend, our company gunny, our gunnery sergeant came in. He's old. His name is Gunnery Gunnery Sergeant Carmichael. I'll never forget that guy. He has us all out in formation. They did the inspection. He comes out and he's like with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, and he goes and he's from the south. He goes, Y'all knew y'all know I, I hate to do this shit. And he looks at us, he's like, <laughs> We told you specifically either hide the shit or don't have it in your room. We can't bust into your locks. That's your private stuff. Why, on field day, did I find a bottle of Jack and an E3 and below's broom when they know they weren't supposed to have it? Just hide the shit. Rule number one in the Marine Corps, don't get caught. 
and he goes, you know I hate to do this. So he unscrews the cap. He's like, back where I'm from, we call this alcohol abuse. And he dumps it on the fucking, oh. he dumps it, the whole bottle on the fucking uh, yeah. pavement. He's nice. like, don't let me catch you. <laughs> that's fucking terrible. <laughs> alcohol abuse. Yeah, that's what he called it. For sure. It's like, we, back where I'm from, this is alcohol abuse. Yep. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> oh, I feel like I, I wish I wish that some part of me would have did some kind of military. Oh man, I think you would have loved it. I feel like I would have, you especially know. if you went overseas. I think you would have loved it a lot. Yeah, because you really it kicks you out of your element. I'm trying to think, at the time that I would have joined, straight out of high school would have been probably still in the fresh midst of all the nine eleven shit. So early two thousands. It would have been well. 2005-6. Infantry. Yeah, I would have got straight to fucking front. Yeah. And I that was not something I wanted to do. <laughs> but I also... Dude, I was so, like, ill-informed growing up. But hey, they were still shooting on sight back then. You could kill a lot of motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, they were. They were like, <laughs> it's a guy with a towel on his head, he's got a fork. I'm shooting him. Yeah, the rules of engagement back then were pretty wild. They were fucking different. Have you ever seen Generation Kill? Uh-uh. It was an HBO original back in the day. And it's a true it's a true story about the invasion of Afghanistan, and uh, told through the eyes of a CNN reporter. Ooh. This is back in two thousand like two. But great show, if you ever want to get an understanding on on how they operate the the ground level troops, mm-hmm. you need to watch Generation Kill. It's like an eight part special series. I'm gonna have to see if I can find it. Yeah, it's 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 fucking funny. It's funny too. Well, I was so like, I I learned that my. Uh... One of my uncles was Air Force. I don't know if he was a jet mechanic or a tank mechanic. I don't remember. But I thought that that was going to be, like, one of my options. Being a mechanic? Just trying to go to the Air Force. Oh, dude, they... No, you got to have, like, a master's degree. I'm aware now. (laughs) Nobody told my retarded ass. Yeah, I was fucking stupid, too. I got a 68 on the ASVAB. I'm pretty sure if I would have taken the ASVAB, they would have been like, uh, you're retarded. Get out of here. Not only that, but straight out of high school, I was like, I was like fat, fat. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was. I was never. Yeah, I didn't. I never worked out like growing up, anything like that. That all that shit started way later on. They wanted me, my ass. Like you're one forty five, five nine. The fuck in there. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> you're, you're moldable. Get the fuck in there. Yeah. So I didn't gain any. I came out the same weight after training. I was gonna say I don't think you're much different size now. Well, now I'm I'm 160, but when I came out of training in the military, I was 145 when I went in, 145 when I got out of basic. I just you're only 160 right now. I'm only 160. Jesus Christ, man. I'm trying to get down to 155 and keep it there. What it be like to weigh 160 pounds? <laughs> I have 100 pounds on you. Just to tone out. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I know what it's like to feel like 210, and my I feel light as fuck. I can jump around, I'm all bubbly and shit. I, I've been getting back into the gym just to kind of keep my stamina going, and I I do cardio. I think that's my main thing. It's crazy how much, how apparent uh, keeping your cardio up is, like, as you get older. Cause if well, you, I like to fuck, so, like... if you. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was thinking it. I was thinking it. I was like... That's one of the main reasons I keep my cardio in check. Yeah, no, because as I'm... I ran a 27, three and a half mile the other day. Really? Yeah, on the treadmill. 
three and a half miles. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! I tried to do Fuck the. Me. I tried to do the uh, um, old school, like when I was doing PFTs in the military, because it's a three and a half mile run and under, I think twenty nine minutes, I think, and then it's a hundred sit ups and then it is like a hundred ammo can lifts. So if you take a kettlebell that's like twenty five pounds and do a hundred of those, mm-hmm. just up in the air. That's what that is. People, for for all the listeners, you think that sounds easy as fuck. Well, I, I encourage you to try it and feel that fucking burn that you're going to have. And we're talking sit-ups where you're going, like someone's sitting on your feet. Yeah, yeah. You don't get the, there's no movement. Someone's sitting on your feet and you have to go all the way up to where your, your cross arms touch your knees. Yep. And your knees are straight up. Yep. And your feet are planted on the ground. Yep. Like, the whole foot. See, people do sit-ups and they use their legs and shit. Yeah, there's they, no, there's no like this shit. You don't get the, uh, you don't get the rocking option. No, no rocking. For sure. You have to go all the way up and all the way down, and and then the ammo can lifts is just, just take a 25 pound kettlebell, and try and lift that over your head, at least a hundred times in a row. If you do it a hundred times, your your triceps and your biceps are gonna be burning. Yeah, promise. Hold it me. sucks after like 50. It sucks after. It like really 50. does. Dude, I was a. Uh, when I was working for one of the tow companies, this, this Marine that just came out of active, active duty, he wanted somebody to work out with him. So like an idiot, I fucking volunteered. <laughs> and I went with him, dude. I went with him to the gym, and, and I was like, I don't really want to do the shit that you're doing at the gym. I'm not really into it. He's like, okay, well, we're going to go do some of the stuff they put us through, like, Hell Week. I was like, I don't... I don't that sounds fun. I was like, I don't want to... Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do this. So he's like, we'll, we'll start. We'll start at the very easiest shit. And he's like, we go to this park parking lot one night he's like okay we're gonna do 100 sprints we're gonna do 100 push-ups and 100 squats and there was like one other thing and i can't remember but i fucking got my ass handed to me and that was like literally the last time i was like i'm never doing that again dude oh shit i don't want it it was funny because we were doing the we did we did like 30 push-ups and then went to go do the sprints down the parking lot yeah and we started doing the sprints you know fucking jolt jog jolt jog you know you you know how it is and then he fucking starts throwing up his dinner <laughs> and i i'm gonna get specific because i remember specifically but he was throwing up penne noodles oh and this fucking crayon eating motherfucker dude picks up a couple of the solid noodles and starts eating them while we're running oh. this is all while we're running that reminds i have a story like that too. i was like austin Yo! Ugh. And he just keeps doing it. Uh. Keeps sprinting, and he fucking just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening? We, when I was in basic, we had this one kid that puked on a run. Same deal. Mm-hmm. We're running. It's early in the fucking morning. Our bodies aren't used to it at this right, point. Right. It's like the fucking first three weeks in. We go on our morning run. He throws up. Everybody, The drone truck is like, fucking uh, platoon halt. And we all stop. And he goes over to the puke, and he looks at it, and he's like, puts his finger in it, and like does this, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Who the fuck told you to have peanut butter at Chow last night?" Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he ate this recruit's throw up, and he bitched him out for eating peanut butter at the Chow. <laughs> he's like, "I, you need to drop and give me fucking seventy-five right now." <laughs> you know what? I'm not even upset. I, when I saw that, I was like, I'm not going to survive this. <laughs> I'm going to die. This is the end of this. He just tested my puke on the spot. It wasn't my puke. It was some other kid's puke. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's so legit. And then he punished him for it. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. 
Oh, God. Well. I have I have one thing before, because I know you probably got to wrap this up in a second. Yeah, we're going to close it up, but what do you got? Um, hold on one second. So I have been... Uh... Here we go. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, well, you know what? We'll do it next time. Oh wait, never mind. We're good. I don't. I haven't. Ha I haven't recognized. Or I haven't um, retained. Like I haven't. I used to know these by heart, but I haven't retained them in a while since I've been out so much. And I kind of wanted to do this something um, a little new. I have. I have thirteen of these, but I was thinking of doing one at the end of each episode sure. that I'm on. So the Marine Corps rules. The Marine Corps rules to a gunfight. There's 13 of them. Mm -hmm. And the first one is be courteous to everyone and friendly to no one. And so I like to take these rules and see how they apply to real life. This is a brilliant idea. So that first rule is be courteous to everyone and friendly to no one. So when you're meeting somebody new, give them the, you know, Give them that vibe of, um, give them that respect initially, as long as they show it back. Right. But um, also be aware that not everyone you meet is going to be a good person. It's one of those things. You just have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah. That, that, that yin and yang in your mind that you have to, especially when you're meeting new people. And there's, I got 12 more of those. Um, and uh, I would love to do the, do one at least every episode that's fucking I love that that is cool as fuck take those laws and see how you can apply them outside and these are rules these are basic military rules marine corps rules specifically to a gunfight I love that because I, that's definitely one of the things I try to live by regardless of how difficult it is in any situation you know is I give everybody at least a little bit of respect before I have a real reason not to yeah and I think that's important you got to give the benefit of the doubt, but don't don't let them walk all over you. I was going to say, but as soon as that fucking door starts closing, you need yeah. to be active about it and yeah. recognize. So, no, that's fucking great. You got 13 of those. Yeah, I got 13. I'll tell you the rest after we after I we was cut like, this. Fucking save that for the episodes cuz that's exciting. I'll will save them for him. Yeah, I got 13 of them and and uh, I forgot that I had these memorized. I still have some of them memorized, but I was just like, man, what was the shit that I I remember we had to say like all the goddamn time because they were called ditties and learn the fucking ditties and they taught us all this shit. They're like, this is these are the things you need to recognize. Yeah. Well, well now I'm excited to hear the rest of them. Yeah, I'll tell you the rest of them after we cut. <laughs> I gotta fucking pee so bad. Well, <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's been a good episode, man. I'm Absolutely. Glad, I'm glad we got to talk more about your passion. And shit. DUIs and guns, man. It's been D a great episode. <laughs> DUIs and guns. Yeah. True Arizonans. Yeah. That's oh. what you should title it. Guns and DUIs. <laughs> the next episode. That's where it's going, man. <laughs> episode 53. That's some cocaine cowboy shit. Fuck. <laughs> but thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, there's more exciting stuff to come. And uh, thank you for everybody listening and... I say it a million times over. I'm getting tired of hearing my own voice. Like, follow, subscribe for all your questions, comments, concerns. You can now put it on Spotify or email us. And uh, we love you. Have a blessed day. Blessed day. Oh, shit. I'm, it is the Lord's day. I'm behind. Uh-oh. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>